hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Can't thank you once again for joining me today. Can't thank you enough, that is. Great to have you on board. Well, the NHL season, of course, has been suspended. It was literally suspended maybe like an hour or two right after the last episode, but I'm still here. You know, the... Derek Felska fielded a lot of questions, and hey, let's 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 keep going. You know, that's it's going to be pretty much a one-shot type of deal, one uh, segment because everything's shut down. Uh, the prospects are shut down, obviously. The minor leagues are shut down. The NHL's shut down. Baseball's shut down. Football's well, football's not shut down. So yeah, expect a purple mafia episode to pop up in the next few days or so as NFL free agency is rolling. So look up purple mafia with the same host, a certain guy named Joey Owajan, I guess. But no, uh, <laughs> we're available on, did I even talk about all the different applications? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify, along many others out there on lots of different applications. Those are like the big five, you could say. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. We're going to still talk hockey. I got NHL Network in the background. It's cool to watch these old school teams and reminisce and wax nostalgic, or in some cases, obviously... You know, I was too young to enjoy the 1982 Stanley Cup Finals with the uh, apparently Vancouver Canucks. Poor Vancouver. Vancouver and Philadelphia. How many Stanley Cup Finals did they lose? Like, they'd get to the Finals and lose. Philadelphia luckily won a couple Cups back in the day, way back in the earlier 70s, earlier part of the 70s. Was it 74-75? Is it the, like the Broad Street bad boys, basically? They were a rough-and-tumble team with, uh, man, <laughs> they were really... A dangerous team with uh, Mr. Clark there, of course. The former North Star GM who was basically brutal. He would injure people, basically. Um, and, of course, you could, you know, talk about all the different old-school trades that frustrated me. I'm going to get in touch with somebody behind the scenes about something, too. He, he, knows, who I, he, he knows who he is, but about a certain trade. Uh, that's just, you know, it's just been eating at me for, like, 30 years. You know, the, the Larry Murphy for Jim Johnson trade. I mean, the Minnesota North Stars... You remember that season, 1991? What the heck went into that one? What was the reason for that trade anyway? Did Larry Murphy want to get out of Minnesota? Or were we just that, like, stupid? I, 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 Bobby Clark, like, what were you thinking, Bobby? Like, really? Did you Were you looking for somebody who was gritty? I mean, I was just thinking about this last night as I was coming home from work, and I was like, I want to talk about this on the show. I bring it up all the bleeping time because you traded away one of the best defensemen in the league, who ultimately you acquired in a trade that you had to make for uh, Dino Cicerelli in the late 80s. You traded him to the Washington Capitals. You get Larry Murphy in the trade, which, you know, led to a 68-point season from Larry Murphy. And then he he wasn't having the best season ever in 90-91. So that must have been an 89-90, yes. You got Larry Murphy. It was a 68-point season. Unbelievable. Uh, in the off-season training, Dino Cicerelli away. I think he got literally caught with his pants down. It was kind of crazy, weird situation. Weird, just weird. Um, <laughs> Lou Nanny had to trade him. So I guess I got to trade uh, Dino out there to uh, Washington over there, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. But then yeah, Bobby Clark takes over after Lou Nanny's like, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to lose it. I'm not enjoying it anymore because OCD was just too much for him. Literally as good of a GM as he was. Certainly not perfect, Brian Lawton. Great guy, but not a good number one overall pick in 84. Just look at the players taken after him. Just look. Yeah, that's all you got to do. It could go on forever, but it is what it is. Um, 
But no, trading Larry Murphy away that season to the team that beat us in the Cup Finals, Pittsburgh Penguins, for a guy named Jim Johnson. A local guy, gritty, this and that, but Larry Murphy, Jim Johnson, that one, I'm just never going to get over that one. What the heck was going on there? Anybody, anybody have have, have an answer to that one? Anybody? So I'll get into conversation. I was going to talk about it, then it's like, it's too late. I'm not going to message him at this hour. It was like 12.30 a.m., so getting home a little late last night, just a little bit. But, um, boy, if this season ends up being completely canceled, you're just going to be stuck with what could have been, and hopefully this doesn't kill the momentum Fiala was on, because, I mean, I I think he's 100-point material. I think he could be a guy that could finally reach 100 points or mid-80s, upper-90s. Anywhere from the from the mid '80s to 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 100, I think Fiala is that kind of a talent. It'd be pretty amazing to have the Wild get a hundred uh, point player finally for the first time in franchise history. Uh, especially joined with uh, some other players. Hopefully this, this doesn't slow the progress with Kaprizov, but I can't imagine it would because everything's shut down. This is a worldwide situation. That's yes, it's serious, but do you think it's being overblown a teeny tiny bit? I mean, I get it. Shut everything down. Okay, let's just eradicate this and get it over with. But when people are talking about, like, some people are talking about crazy numbers, like 18 months. Get out of town with that. 18 months? 18 months? I mean, (laughs) that's too much. Uh, Wearing masks at work when you're not sick? A little bit too much, too. Some certain people. Uh, I'm not a fan of all that. Uh, The masks are for people that are sick, so they don't spread the viruses. Not for you to say, oh, stay away from me, that type of thing. It is what it is. You have a right to choose whatever you want, but I have a right to kind of roll my eyes, I guess. Um, again, if you have symptoms of sorts, go ahead. Use precaution. Put the mask on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's actually very, very good. To take a mask away from somebody that might be sick, not a good idea. Just so you can prevent uh, any possibility that somebody might... Somebody, somebody might one in one in a bajillion chance might have something that'll, you know, really affect you. I, I'm kind of on the other side on that one. You know, let the keep those masks for people that are actually sick to keep their to keep their germs away. That's what those masks are for. But I don't know. You can have your opinions all you want. I respect anybody that's like, oh, well, I have a family. I'm my tensions are very high right now. I don't want it spread around. Blah blah blah. I get that a thousand percent. That's totally fine. I'm not disagreeing with you. But at the same time, I don't want to be huddled in an apartment for 18 months. And yeah, and going to the grocery store every every time I go, there's just nothing but shelves. There's shelves, but that's all you see is shelves. That's This isn't the Soviet Union in the late 80s here. Let's, I pray to God we don't head that direction when it comes to things. Uh, it kind of sucks, but uh, that's life, I guess. Again, this is a one-segment show because it's just, there's no games to review, no games to preview. It's just talking to you. This is literally like just like a regular talk show right now, talking to you in the fan interaction and such. God, I love Derek Felska. Thank you so much for uh, creating this whole deal with uh, hashtag BTWMN. Hashtag BTWMN gets, rounds everyone up to have a conversation. I can't thank you enough for that. That's just awesome. And uh, I, I love our hockey conversations and uh, other background conversations as well. Uh, great guy, great guy. Uh, apparently, yes, he was telling me how I was kind of teasing about, yep, he's from Wisconsin, blah, blah, blah. I hope he's not a Packers fan. And he said, uh, absolutely, to hell no. <laughs> In On Twitter, he says, Packers fan? No, I'm a Vikings fan. He was more, <laughs> he was more, uh, <laughs> he, he was more radio friendly with that one. Behind the scenes, it was literally like, hell no, I bleep and hate the Packers. 
Are you crazy? Basically. Uh, <laughs> the cool part is we're both from the same generation, like early 40s. Uh, you know, I, not that, I don't know if he wants me to say his age or anything, but <laughs> I don't know. I, well, it is what it is. We can't do anything about our age, unfortunately. But uh, it's good. You know, we, we most of our memories are similar. I think he goes back a little farther because I was a semi-late blower. I wasn't really super-duperly watching hockey full-time until 91, unfortunately. So, you know, I just... Back in the day, I was more going outside and catching bugs and <laughs> swimming and all that cute little kid stuff. But, but I was I was uh, about what, what was I? Twelve years old in '91, so 90, 91, when I became a full-time sports fan, full-time, all all four of the major sports, core four, all that. So uh, no, uh, he was basically telling me, how yeah, I mean he's he's a hundred percent Minnesotan. He just ends up. He just works in Wisconsin. That's where he ended up. Uh, that's where he lives now in Western Wisconsin. So he's very close to Minnesota anyway. So it's kind of like a, you know, almost like a Stillwater thing, if you know what I mean. Or it's you know a little ways east of here, but not that far. Uh, great guy, great guy. Full Minnesota fan through and through. He's not rooting for the Badgers and go Packers, but I am a Wild fan. You know that type of thing. <laughs> it'd be it. You know, hey, and if it's a Wisconsin hockey fan, that, that's okay. And you got the Milwaukee Admirals and. Just imagine if Paul Fenton was still around. He'd be talking about the Milwaukee Admirals all the time because, you know, that's, that's a team he was uh, general managing for quite a while and all that. And we were acquiring players that played there. And then our coach was the Milwaukee Admirals coach. We'll see what happens with uh, Dean Evison as well. That, that's where that's where you get into the conversation of what happens to these guys now if the season ends up never returning. If it's like in a coma and they're not going to wake up for it until next year. Um, I feel for the Boston Bruins. I mean, they got to 100 points already in only, what, 71 games? That's amazing. No, 70. Not even 71. I feel for the Boston Bruins. And I know some of you might be like, who cares? It's the Bruins. Screw them. No, they they were heartbroken last year, I'm sure. I mean, they had that cup and they didn't get it because St. Louis was just, you know, they just they were just better when it mattered most. They were just amazing and they deserved the cup. They were the hottest team ever, basically, second half on. Uh, that was a damn good hockey team, and they still might go to the final this year. But Boston, 100 points, 100. I mean, 8 points ahead of Tampa, 10 points ahead of Washington, who was kicking everybody's butt most of the season. That's how good Boston is. Um, so I feel for them. We all know how that can go. See, like back in the old days, there's there were two teams, like Calgary-Montreal, right? 86 and 89. They were way ahead of everybody else, and it was just a, you know... It was a collision course for the final. Nowadays, you get teams with the best record, and they're out in the first round, second round, you know, or maybe one of them gets to the finals, and that team also loses. And it's like the Carolina Hurricanes are the champs, or the, you know, or Penguins again, or they have 86 points. They're 14 points behind the Boston Bruins. I watch them win the cup again, that type of thing. So there, there's that, but I do think Boston was a legitimate cup contender. St. Louis way ahead of everybody except Colorado, <clears throat> as I stop myself in the middle of my sentence here. <laughs> way ahead of everybody except Colorado uh, for the Western Conference. That type of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if St. Louis got back to the final again. Vegas, maybe, with Robin Leonard, could could go on a massive playoff run without him. Without that trade, I don't think Vegas gets out of the first round. I mean, the, the Wild maybe knocked them out, uh, if it was the Wild. I think they beat Winnipeg. As the playoffs set up today, say if the season ends... The regular season ends, but we have like a Final Four or something like that. Or just just an immediate playoff thing. Maybe it's maybe the season restarts on May the 4th or something. I say go for it. Just go for it. Have the whole postseason because it's not that far off. Um, that type of thing. Go for it. Unfortunately, we'd be out. 
But, you know, but it's not like I wouldn't still watch it. Of course I would still watch it. Of course I would. Uh, just imagining if this whole thing set up again, it would be Vegas, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Vancouver. I mean, <laughs> it'd be funny if Vancouver, of all teams, who got knocked out in the first round by the LA Kings when they were way ahead of everybody, Vancouver knocked out St. Louis, but nah, Vancouver's not going to knock out St. Louis. Colorado would face off against, I can't remember who the hell this would work. See, oh no, that'd be Dallas. And then Edmonton and Calgary. Yep, you got to do it that way. Colorado versus Dallas. Colorado wins that one. St. Louis wins that one. So Colorado, St. Louis in the, uh, you know, the conference, uh, no conference, divisional round. Edmonton, Calgary. Vegas wins versus Winnipeg. Edmonton, Calgary. Boy, that's a freaking awesome series. Wouldn't that have been fun to watch? Wouldn't that have been fun to watch? Tell me now. The, the Edmonton or the uh, the Alberta rivals, the Alberta, uh, the Alberta angst or whatever you want to go on with an amazing rivalry between those two clubs. Oh man, who 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 would you pick? I mean, goaltending is questionable on both sides. Calgary's in and out play is just blah. I think Edmonton wins in seven. I think Edmonton would win that series in seven. They'd face off with the Vegas Golden Knights. I think the Knights go all the way to the West Final versus the Blues which would be pretty freaking awesome. Maybe Colorado. Man, that'd be freaking fun. I hope this still happens. Uh, boy, oh boy. We'll just say Vegas, St. Louis in the Final Four. Boston, Tampa. Boston would play the Blue Jackets, right? And Washington would play the Carolina Hurricanes. At least I believe they would. They most likely would. Tampa, Toronto. Tampa, Toronto. Yeah, I mean, that is what would happen. Tampa, Toronto. Tampa, Toronto, Tampa wins. Well, would they, though? That's two teams that have choked. So at least one of them would get out of the first round. There you go. Got out of the first round. Philly and Pittsburgh. The Pennsylvania rivalry. Ooh. Oh, well, historically, that's Penguins all over it. But Philadelphia's having an awesome season. Awesome. Um, uh, we, we were actually going to play them, and now that's gone. That game is never going to happen. And I was basically picking the Wild to get beat pretty handily in that one. Well, maybe not handily, but get beat. Two young goaltenders, Carter Hart. And uh, what's that young guy's name? I'm, he's blinking on me. Uh, J- J- Jari. Jari. Oh, man. That would have been an awesome group of players there. Obviously, you could establish veterans and young stars at both clubs. Jason Zucker, that son of a gun. Uh, Carolina. Would Carolina upset anybody? No. Carolina's not going to upset Washington, even though I'd love it. God, I'd love it. Go Carolina. Sweep the Capitals. Columbus versus uh, Boston. Boston. You gotta think who's gonna win that series, Tampa, Toronto. I, I I gotta go with Tampa. They're 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 less chokers than uh, Toronto. Tampa's been on plenty of playoff runs, so they would play Boston in round two. Uh, Philly and Pittsburgh, boy, gosh, I'm rooting for Philly, and I think t- maybe they take care of business there. Maybe home ice would help a little bit. Philly versus Washington. Man, I got a feeling Philly goes to the East Finals versus the Boston Bruins. But the Bruins go to the final, <clears throat> and they face off against, uh, boy, St. Louis and Vegas. That'd be a good matchup, man. But uh, St. Louis, Vegas, St. Louis, Vegas. <sighs> Got to go with the rematch of the cup final. Can you believe that? But Boston wins this time. Boston Bruins beat St. Louis in the final. So that's just imagining if the season ends. Maybe we'll talk about it when it comes, but that's my early feeling right now going into things. Who knows? Because whoever had momentum at the time, Wow. Uh, you know, what a bummer. And look at the freaking Islanders, how good they were all season. The Islanders were just amazing all season, looking like they might go on some type of a, uh, a run this year. 
they lose seven in a row and they miss the playoffs by one point. What, what do you think of that? New York Rangers, too, strong season. One thing of interest, though, the Isles would have had two games in hand versus the Columbus Blue Jackets, but so did Carolina. Take note of that as well. With seven losses in a row for the Isles, they were literally out on an island. And, um, yeah, they're literally out on an island there, and they lose. So, I think the Boston Bruins, I think you have a rematch in the final, and the Bruins win the Cup this time. I think they're just a better team of anybody this year. I think they'd win the Cup. Dallas Stars had lost six in a row heading into the break, or the, the unwanted break, the forced break, um, the break, maybe the end of the season very possibly. Los Angeles Kings had won seven in a row. Can you believe that? That's insane. Uh, they'd still be 14 points behind Vancouver and Nashville, who are tied for the final playoff spot, but apparently Vancouver would have gotten it. Man, the Kings had won seven in a row. That's insane. I can't believe how bad Detroit was, though. Minus 122. The second worst team was Ottawa. Minus 52, and apparently they're infected with the coronavirus there in uh, Ottawa. Unfortunately, the, the team has uh, at least one player, if not multiple. They're all kind of self-quarantined. It's, God, how many times do we have to hear that phrase or word or whatever? Uh, God, I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing it. Let's just, uh, yeah, I mean, yesterday for the first time, I'm going to say this, I've started feeling a little bit better about things for the first time since all this shutdown crap started and empty shelves crap. That's the part that's got me kind of depressed and worried is the empty shelves more than anything else right now. Um, but I'm not going to panic or anything. I'm just going to go with the flow. I, I'm okay right now, but it's going to kind of go with the flow and hope for the best, that type of thing um, when it comes to that. But uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Hope, hopefully we get some playoff hockey. Hopefully. There is a chance, and that would be great. If, if it is what it is, and we miss the playoffs by one point, uh, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, and I feel for Dean Evison. I think he deserves a legitimate shot of coaching an NHL franchise. I do. Uh, his chances of getting this job would be slimmer because of the situation, because uh, the future never happened, where maybe that future could have led to a, a playoff win. Maybe the Wild go to the West Finals versus the St. Louis Blues or something crazy, or the Vegas Golden Knights, which would have been insane. Or unless we knock the Golden Knights out in the first round and then we do play the Blues or something. Which would be absolutely crazy. <laughs> that would be fun. Play the Blues in the final, man. That'd be fun. I don't think we'd win that series, though. Yeah, it would be not a good... It, would be, it wouldn't be a good finish, but at least we'd get there. It would be kind of cool. And Everson would probably get hired at least a three-year deal or something. But uh, now we, we don't know. Uh, a lot of the same off-season conversation just continues to float around. Uh, what could have been, this and that. Galchenyuk, would he be, would, is he going to come back to Minnesota? Like, are we going to bring him back? That type of thing. That's what I mean to say. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to come back. I'm sure he would, because he's had some little bit of success here in this small sample size he's had, but uh, the sample size got cut short, most likely. So uh, that's how things go. That's how things go. I hope it's a pause button and not a stop button when it comes to the... Uh, NHL season, as Derek Felska calls it on Twitter, at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild, and at Crease and Assist is Derek Felska there. He says the NHL has hit the pause button, and again, I hope it's pause and not stop. It's in, you know, that's it. Once you hit stop, it's over, and we got to wait till next season, whenever that is. Hopefully it's not too far away. Uh, hopefully it's standard time. Uh, the NHL season has hit the pause button on the 2019-2020 season, but it doesn't mean... You can't hit play on a terrific Minnesota Wild podcast as Brave the Wild talks about the current state of the team 
prospects, and much more. Check it out. If you ever have a question, tag it. Hashtag BTWMN and fire away. And yes, thank you so much, Derek. Thank you. I love it. I love it so much. And please do follow Crease and Assist. Follow him on Twitter. Keep up with the blog. He's been doing it for over 16 years. He is a hockey... He, he's a hockey wonk, as Dan Barrero would say. I mean, somebody in the know. It's just saying no, like you you know a lot in the background. Uh, I'm just saying it backwards. That type of thing, kind of like red rum stands for some other word. <laughs> it's not drinking, believe me. It's something much worse. <laughs> Murder, right? Yeah, the, the shining. Okay. Uh, Lakers Pies Browns, that's Vince Germano out of Australia. Tanae Brown out of uh, New Zealand, retweeting the most recent show. Can't thank you guys enough. Derek Felsk against his Packers fan? No, I'm a Vikings fan. Again, at Brave the Wild, and this information will be in the show description. Uh, he was again, in case you missed it, the old I-C-Y-M-I, in case you missed it, check our latest Brave the Wild podcast where he discusses all things Minnesota Wild, Kevin Fiala, recent games, prospects, broadcasts, and more. Questions from from Dave, Moko, Jay Bushy, Tom, Tom Hayen, Deist2004. Check it out. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. And there will be questions in there, and I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, keep them coming, guys. I'll keep doing the show as long as, uh, you know, when the spring cleanups get started, because that is my second job, the uh, the lawn service. When the spring cleanups get started, I'll probably go into hiatus for a few weeks, two or three weeks. And there's also rainy days. Like, see, imagine if it was spring cleanup season. I'd be behind the mic today because it's dark. Dark and raining at this moment, so... I'd be behind the mic anyway. So there, there's always that. There'll be a hiatus, but I'll pop back on when I can on like rainy days and Mondays, as people would call it. That song goes, but rainy days or whatever, I'll pop back on the mic on days like that or a quiet Sunday afternoon or something like that. Get back on and talk some hockey. Of course, eventually leading to State of the Wild, which is typically around the draft, uh, usually right before. And then there's the free agency and draft review, free agency preview draft review not long after that in early July, our free agency conversation along with the draft. Maybe it's slightly after the free agency starts and maybe we get a good idea where things are heading with the Wild heading into the next season, depending on how all this goes. i got to think the draft and free agency is going to keep going because why shouldn't it? Just, again, if you don't want to if you don't want to have people there, that's fine. Just like the NFL, there will be an NFL draft. Free agency is still going. Shutting that down is pointless. You know, you can still do your, all your movement and such. Just again, you know, just don't have the draft uh, in a in a uh, you know in a building, whatever. Just uh, you know, in a building, like have a in a big arena with a lot of people in it. Just uh, have the draft uh, without the people there, unfortunately. Uh, just have the broadcast. Uh, Dave Johnson also retweeted the show. Thanks, man. Thank you very much for that. Really appreciate it. Bear eighteen seventy liked the tweet. Can't give very much. Justin back again, of course. M N W prospects going to give you a huge shout out to that. Unfortunately, again, yep, all the prospects are shut down too. Pavel Bennett, yep, he's very worried about what's going on in Europe. God bless you and respect you there. I'm not trying to go against anybody when I... I'm not trying to poo-poo the situation. I just don't like the way some people are going crazy over it. I don't like... I'm not poo-pooing it, I promise. I promise. I just think some people are overreacting a little too much. I'm not saying the shutdown isn't necessary. I, I guess it is. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I guess it is. It's just... Uh, <laughs> If I like it or not, we're forced to accept it because nothing's happening. So I'm not going to change the future at the moment. Other than uh, just I, I'm not going to get sick and no one around me is going to get sick either. Tag doggone it. Derek Felsga says, no hockey, no problem. Here's what you can do to get your hockey fix. An article with some ideas. Check it out. And there it is, thesportsdaily.com. Crease and assist. 
Yep, yep, yep. So, let's see. Okay, just making sure here. Okay, let's get to the up. Oh, yep, yeah, he was agreeing with me about something. Me and Derek were having a conversation about something. Yes, okay, let's see where this goes. My conversation was, okay, this is what started it. Derek Felska says, The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim draw the Detroit Red Wings in the opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. NHL 94. Remember those those games? Awesome. Super Nintendo, most likely. That's what that looks like. Yeah, it's most likely the Super Nintendo version. I will be giving you period-by-period period updates instead of goal-by-goal goal like I did yesterday. <laughs> That's funny. Ah, that was a cool bracket. Calgary Flames versus the Blackhawks. Anaheim versus Detroit. Yep. That's kind of weird. Ah, I'm, was Detroit the favorite? Yeah, that is a guy. But when they're the lower team, you'd think they'd be the eighth seed. Detroit back in the mid-90s. Oh, man, I, I don't know. That's strange. I don't know. I don't know how to... Uh, Pittsburgh and New Jersey, boy, they faced off in a lot of finals. Love to see Quebec Nordiques. No Hartford Whalers. They didn't make the playoffs. Ah, dang it, but the Quebec Nordiques, yeah, they were getting super good. Just remember, just two years later, they won the Stanley Cup as the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, man, Quebec Nordiques, awesome team, awesome logo. Fun. What was I saying? I was saying Flames versus Nordiques would have been an awesome final. Derek Felsko says, I would agree. The Mighty Ducks' fastest player seemed to be Sean Hill on defense. Most of their forwards are pretty slow. Yep, and it almost seems like it's always been that way for them, except for, like, Paul Correa and such. That guy could uh, pick it up a bit, but generally speaking, it seems like Anaheim's always been kind of a slow, kind of boring team, especially now. Holy Toledo. Um, Derek Velsga was saying the uh, AHL. Okay, let's wait. Let's do the hashtag. Let's get to that now before I get unorganized here. There we go. Hashtag Dave Johnson says, The 2020 NHL draft appears to drop off a bit after pick number three and again at nine or ten, depending on how you feel about drafting a goalie in the first round. With the Wild likely to draft 11th-ish, do you see a scenario where the Wild try to move up? What would it cost? Ooh, it would cost a lot. Usually when teams move up, it's a it, it, it takes a haul. <sighs> Or you throw in a player, like your current pick with a player like a Donato or Greenway. Maybe there's something like that. If a team really is enticed by Donato and Greenway, they move down a couple of picks and just take him away. Maybe that's what it would be. Something like that. Um, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I hope the Wild move up. They never have before, have they? I mean, in later rounds, yes. I guess we did move up to get Nick Letty. Yeah, and then that ended up being <clears throat> a mess. We get Nick Letty. He gets hurt with the Gophers, never plays for them again, and then we trade him for Cam Barker. This was all, again, Chuck Fletcher's first draft. We actually moved up. Maybe. Maybe maybe that's how Bill Guerin starts things out. Hopefully it doesn't turn out as negative as it did, because yeah, you get Nick Letty, he gets, you, get, you draft Nick Letty, you move up to get him, which is extremely exciting. Right as, he's, right as he's about to get started with the Gophers, he plays a few games of the Gophers, gets hurt. Now, of course, that didn't mess up his career or anything, but it was a bummer. He didn't get to ever really see him play for the Gophers, hardly just a cup of coffee and hurt. Uh, then you end up trading him to the bleeping Blackhawks for Ken Barker, thinking, well, if Ken Barker was the third overall pick, we might have really, really done something cool here. This is this is interesting. And no, <clears throat> Ken Barker was like not even NHL material. It was the weirdest thing ever. Blackhawks completely fleeced uh, Mr. Uh, Fletcher there. And then, shh, Nick Laddie. Oh, 
And then Nick Letty ends up uh, winding up with the New York Islanders. Has an okay career. I mean, you know, above average offensively, but he's not that great. He didn't end up being nearly as great as people thought. How many Gopher star players, so to speak, that were highly touted first-round picks, how many of them really wound up being great players? You know what I mean? Are, are we still waiting on that one? Like, Thomas Vanek started out freaking awesome with Buffalo, but within a couple of years, it was like, effort this, couldn't skate that great that. You know, he's got the skills to he's got the skills to amaze anybody, but his skating. You know, his skating and his effort just doesn't seem to be there. Uh, couldn't, couldn't stop a fly out there either. Um, of course, flies are hard to catch sometimes, but you could... You, yeah, never mind. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but no, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Sometimes GMs do that when it's their first draft. I just hope he doesn't get fleeced or anything. But <clears throat> judging with the way he handled the Jason Zucker situation, I don't think uh, Bill Guerin is going to get fleeced. That's the good part. So if we do move up, it's going to be a well-played deal, I do believe. Wouldn't be surprised, especially if it's to get a center. It's about getting a center at this point. A goaltender, you know, you got hope with Kapo Kakinen. Uh, Pat Robson is a is a little bit more of a dark horse, though he might end up being a nice NHL backup, otherwise AHL starter for his career potential. I don't see Matt Robson as an NHL starter at this, uh, but I do think Kakinen is at least platoon platoon uh, platoon level by now. At the end of the day, Derek Felska, what is your favorite Doug Wood memory? Well, generally speaking, it's just the era of the Gophers and getting far into the postseason and this and that. Oh, boy. Uh, it's, it's hard to pinpoint one. I mean, they, they only got to the final once, which is sad. They, they almost had it, and we hit the post. The Gophers might have won the national championship in St. Paul Civic Center. We ended up losing in a heartbreaker. It took all those years later was it 13 years later we go back to the, we, we go to overtime again at home in the, where, where, where the St. Paul Civic Center was, XL Energy Center now, and we win against Maine. Oh man, you end up going to overtime again. Imagine losing an overtime again at home. Oh, that would have been tough to swallow. Doug, favorite Doug Woog memory, it must have been I don't know, just getting to the, fro- the final four as they still called it back then in 95 that was a great memory. It felt good you know, getting there, but then you end up losing to, was it Boston University? Or was it Boston College? I always get those mixed up. And we've lost to both of them in the Final Four before, which is annoying and frustrating. Final Four, Frozen Four, however you want to call it. Uh, Frozen Four later on in 2012, when we got back to the uh, Frozen Four again, but ended up losing to, that was Boston University. I do believe they won the national championship. I think... It was Boston College in 95, and that was a great memory. I remember Brian Bonin hit a post when the Gophers still had a chance ultimately then, and it was an empty netter and Boston College pulled away. Heartbreaker there. Um, Boston College. Yeah, now we're all Boston College fans because half of our prospects are on that team. <laughs> no, not half, but a good chunk of them. Um, that's probably my favorite memory. Gophers getting to the Final Four. Sorry for being so long-winded. It's probably going to end up being a longer show than I even imagined. Oh, yeah, it is already. Holy crap. Okay, keep moving. <clears throat> Sorry, but still always fun stuff to talk about. Derek Felska says, Who are the top ten wild players of all time, past, past, present, all that? Well, I should have wrote this down a bit. Well, let's not do it in any order, per se, but i got to go with Gabrick, number one, for sure. He'll he'll go with number one either way. And Brunette. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, frustrating as he was at times. That's three people. Uh 
Brian Ralston, I keep going back and forth on that guy because, you know, people might argue with me till they're blue in the face. Yeah, a 30-goal guy. But how many of his goals were in clutch situations? I mean, how many times were the Wild up 5 or 4-2 to two or something and he'd score the third goal or something like, yay, you know, we're up 5-2. to two. Or you're losing... 7-3 to three or something, and he'd get one of the three goals, like like late in the game. A lot of his goals were kind of like that, where they weren't in clutch moments, and he stunk in the shootout. I'm going to hold off on Brian Ralston at the moment and come back to that. Suter, Parisi, okay, yeah, I hate saying it, so we're up to five. We're up to five. Fiala? No, Fiala will be if he it stays healthy and all that, but that's five. Suter, Parisi, yes. <sighs> Boy, and then it gets a little bit, little bit hazier. Koivu, that's six. So, there you go. Dubnik, yes, Dubnik and Backstrom, they're both on it, that's seven. <clears throat> I'm probably going to leave somebody out, and it's going to be frustrating uh, for some people. But then we get into the interesting conversation of guys like Ralston, blah, blah, blah. I think Jonas Burdeen deserves to be in the top ten. I, I really do, Jonas Burdeen. So that's number eight, that's eight players. Again, not in any particular order. Eight players. Ah, uh, boy, <clears throat> Jonas Burdeen. Dumba's not there yet, even though, man, he he, he would have been if not for that doggone uh, pectoral injury. Pominville, no. Heatley, no. Of course not. <sighs> it might end up being Ralston at some point here. Pierre-Marc Bouchard, I don't think so. Yeah, it's getting hazy for me. Ah, uh, it's like you think it over for a couple seconds. Get into the debated guys from back in the good old days, like... Uh, Wes Walls, man, he was such a good defensive player, and he could score. He had that explosiveness. Spurgeon is going to be in the top ten for sure. So that's at least nine players there. So now it's down to guys like Eric Stahl hasn't been here long enough. I don't think Ralston, you know, he wasn't. He was here for three years. He had some great moments. He just bugged me for some reason. I don't know why. He, eh, you know, he, he bugged me. I, I don't think he's in there. Uh, Spurgeon, it's, it's down to like Granlin. Burns, Walls, those three. Granlin, Brent Burns, and Walls. I don't think Brent Burns was here long enough, so I scratch, I'm scratching him. Former Wild players. He's, he's got to be about number one, right? He's got to be number one. It's crazy how far ahead Gabrick was for a while there, but Koivu's yeah, way by far the king and leading scorer because he's been here so long. Um, Stahl, again, not here long enough. West Walls, Mikhail Granlin, West Walls, Mikhail... Granlin, West Walls, and Mikhail Granlin. Both of them were here almost the same amount of games. Well, Granlin actually played more games for the Wild than West Walls. Solid up, but up and down at times. I will go with Mikhail Granlin, number 10. So there you go. Mikhail Granlin does make it over West Walls at the end of the day. A little more productive, even though Walls was more of a defensive third-line checker type of center. But gosh darn, he was a damn good one. His early years, he was so good. But he definitely slowed down not long after that. Uh, you know, some crappy turnovers. Granlin showed some skills, man, that were just unbelievable. Zucker, to me, doesn't make it very close. And I mean damn close. In fact, some of you might be really pissed off and annoyed right now that I didn't pick him. But most of the guys I picked were, like, easy. Like Quavo, Parisi, Suter, Spurgeon, you know, guys like that. Those are easy choices. Spurgeon has to be in there, right? I mean, he's played 653 games with the Wild. So, that's crazy. Most of those old older school guys, like Matt... Anti Mietnin and stuff. It's just too far down to be way up there. Um, <clears throat> way, way far up there. This is insane. This is how much the Minnesota Wild have struggled with scorers over the years. Jules Eriksson Eck is the 48th leading scorer in Wild history. Kevin Fiala is already 50th. <laughs> 83 games, and Kevin Fiala is 50th all time in Wild history scoring. 
Yeah, sometimes that's just how it goes. We don't have a single guy with a thousand uh, career points on our team. Obviously, Parisi's had a thousand points, uh, or no, that that's uh, Stall. Excuse me. Billy uh, Parisi did as well, though. But we'll leave that alone for the moment. I don't. Nah, I'm all mixed up right now. Parisi, no, no, not a thousand points. I got there's a thousand games. How stupid! Thousand games, not thousand points. Stall is a thousand up there, way up there. One of the greatest. Uh, hell of a career for him. But again, not here long enough. That's your top 10 as I continue to bounce around. Stahl did get to 1,000 points. Hell of a career for that son of a gun. Uh, thanks to quaint hockey there. Getting things going. It's so quaint. So we'll keep moving. Thank you for that question. Very fun. I, I like the kind of questions that make you dig a little bit and uh, <clears throat> think for a little while. That's cool. I appreciate that type of thing. Dave Johnson says, If Jared Spurgeon didn't have a no-move clause all tradable, do you think he would be on his new contract? This actually goes back to the last show, doesn't it? Okay, so that, oh, yeah, yeah, that one's on the last show. I answered that one on the last show. Um, Eric Felsko is saying, got a question for Brave the Wild, this and that. Here we go, Jay Bushy, here we go. Uh, have we seen the end of Miko? I really can't see them giving him a new contract. I agree. I think we have seen the end of uh, Miko Cuevo, Jay. I think we've seen the end of Miko Cuevo. Uh, it is what it is. I wish we could see him again. It's uh, not, not because I want him back on the Wild next year. I wish we could see him again this year. Uh, and we could finish things off uh, in a good way, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. <clears throat> Derek Velska says the AHL is considering scrapping the season. Well, the NHL is thinking of starting in May, and I hope they do. I realize most of the leagues, and I added the I hope they do part, I realize most of the league's revenue comes through tickets, but does anybody really want to watch playoff hockey in July? I would. I would if it came to it. Um, I would. I, I understand, though. I understand. I still would. Maybe not as as uh, maybe not as passionately per se, but I still would. That type of thing, as long as they were good series, you know, as long as they were good series and good matchups and such, uh, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Continues says uh, Derek Velsky says if the players are not allowed to practice together or even skate, how ugly? Yeah, that's bad. How ugly will hockey be once it returns? And does bode worse for an older team like the Wild? <laughs> oh, yeah, that kind of gives me chills thinking about that. So they're not even allowed to skate, huh? They're not even allowed to skate? Uh, I'm sure they can skate somewhere, right? They, if they can't skate anywhere, my boy, oh boy, that is rough. Yeah, it's kind of like I, I feel like I'm getting out of shape right now as well. Uh, looks like that's it. Uh, uh, nope, that's just asking uh, if you want to join the conversation. Uh, one more. Good, yep, that's why you got to keep going. Going down sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, Justin Back jumps in, says, and again, that's uh, MNW Prospects, Pavel Bonnet, Justin Back, Brandon Quast, awesome guys. We keep up with the Minnesota Wild Prospects and the Minnesota Wild, like Prospects on the Wild as well. Major recommendation. Facebook.com forward slash MNW Prospects. I'm also a part of that page, thankfully, and I appreciate it very much. I got to cover the BCHL and the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, but unfortunately, all those guys are shut down, so I have no updates on them at the moment, other than you just hope they stay healthy. Uh, quite a bummer, quite a bummer, but at least, uh, you know, <laughs> at least Hovenov got to 200 career points on the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Justin Back says, who is a realistic and preferred option as number one center next season for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, <laughs> yep, I mean, I guess it's going to be free agent du jour. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but no, he's probably going to demand a ton of money. And are we going to be able to cough that up for him without trading players away or something? 
probably free agent du jour. I mean, a free agent or draft pick or uh, trade. Uh, obviously, I think it's going to probably take some type of a trade. Hovanov's not going to be ready to be that guy. Cunning, he might be a de facto number one center or Jewel Erickson Eck, dare I say. Because uh, Eric Stahl, I mean, he, he's here next year, but is he a number one center anymore? I guess, uh, uh, he might have to be just penciled in at that. But otherwise, they are going to make a move in the offseason, I guarantee you, for some type of a center. How likely are we able to get something like that done without giving up the farm? That's where the question comes in. Uh, I mean, for now, for guys currently on the roster, it's Cunning, I guess. I guess. And he's not really a number one center. Most people see him as a right winger anyway. Um boy. And again, like I said, Hovanov's not ready. It's going to have to be a free agent, that type of thing. Uh, I mean, I want Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Otherwise, I mean, it's going to have to take some type of a trade, and it's a tough, tough, uh, tough guess as to who at this moment. Really, honest to God. I mean, who who could we be looking at, this and that? Who could possibly be available? It's it's tough to even speculate on that at this moment. But uh, and the name I keep coming up with is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think he'd be a big, big help, but I don't know. Uh, maybe with a lower salary cap, which is possible, maybe you won't have to pay him as much. <laughs> that's that's the other side of it. Uh, but it's a tough one. Eric Felsko was saying last call for questions, this and that. Thank you for that, Justin. I apologize if it wasn't the best answer ever. But because uh, it's, yeah, it, it's tough. It's a tough guess at the moment on the fly here at the end of the day. Because uh, obviously the free agent market is awful when it comes to center. There's Ryan Nugent Hopkins and no one else. Uh so it's going to have to take some type of a trade. And for me, it's tough to really come up with somebody that, that the Wild could really chase after at this second. Because it's like you keep thinking about most of the guys out there are like huge names. You know, they're either young and just up and coming still. You'd have to give up the farm. Jack Eichel, I don't think the, the Sabres, I mean, he's finally really coming into his own. It took a little while, you know. Kuznetsov, I mean, maybe... Maybe Kuznetsov, I don't know. I mean, but Couture, Logan Couture from the Sharks, maybe. Um, but I doubt it. Uh, that's probably one of the last things they want to do, considering he'd be one of the guys who'd be giving up Nicholas Backstrom. Very unlikely. Monahan, that's the name. That's uh, probably getting more in our conversation. Patter- Patterson, pardon me. No, uh, no, Vancouver's not going to trade him away. He's just got started, obviously. Sean Monahan is probably the most realistic option, because I do think the Flames do want to make moves. I think they want to clean things up a bit. Monaghan would be expensive, obviously, but possibly. That's probably the most likely guy the Wild could go after in a trade is Sean Monaghan from Calgary. And yes, uh, I keep bringing up Calgary Flames this, Calgary Flames that, but he, he is the most realistic option because most of the other guys are fixtures in a franchise, or you know, there's just no way that team's going to give him up. They're like, you know, like Patterson. There's no way Vancouver's going to trade Patterson away unless you give them everybody. Uh, Kevin Fiala and everyone else with him. Jack Eichel, very unlikely. He's finally just getting going. Sebastian Aho, Aho unlikely. Malkin. Uh, boy, I got to think he's starting to drop off a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, don't you get that vibe a little bit? Ryan O'Reilly was a great pickup for the Blues. Monaghan, I mean, a change of scenery probably would be nice. It'd be nice to have Sean Monaghan on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he's he's a potential 80-point guy, too. I mean, he's he's done it before. He's had a hell of a career with the Calgary Flames and still has uh, many years left. 
uh, luckily. So he's still only 24 years old. If we could somehow get Sean Monahan, I'd be thrilled. But the likelihood of that happening, I'm sure, very slim. But uh, that's the most realistic name out of like so your top 20 center type people. Somebody who could be legitimately be a top center for the Minnesota Wild, which would be a, a big, big get. So there we go. Uh, so I did get a name there, and it's that's a name that has been brought up before. Uh, it would be a very intriguing addition to the Minnesota Wild, if humanly possible. Sean Monahan of Calgary, if that helps answer the question a little bit there, uh, <laughs> Justin. With that said, I better call it a day here. Uh, wow, I'm surprised I got to 45 minutes on this one. Just uh, kind of bouncing around, going all over the place, giving you thoughts if somehow, some way, we start the initial season in May and just go right into the postseason. I don't think it would get really to July, though. If we start in early May and just go for the playoffs, maybe, you know, I mean, maybe only 12 teams get in or something crazy like that, or eight teams, maybe you have an Elite Eight make it to cut it short. So be it. It is what it is. Like, sorry, you know, six, sorry, 16th through, 16 through 9, you're not getting in. That type of thing. So, We'll see what happens uh, at the end of the day. Hope all of you have a safe next couple of weeks here. Maybe we'll do a show next week if there's uh, questions and conversations still. Keep them coming. You know, keep them coming, and I'll do a show. If there's hardly anything, I probably won't because uh, I doubt there'll be any major news. But if you want to keep the conversation going, you want to keep this show going, go ahead and hashtag BTWIMN. Otherwise, again, if you don't feel like it right now, there's just nothing to say, blah, 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 then I'll, I'll not do a show next week. We'll see what happens. But uh, thanks, Derek. You actually helped me get a show going this week with uh, bringing in the questions and such. And it's uh, you know, it, it's good to speculate into the off season because that's pretty much all we can do at this moment. Other than that, be safe, take care, wash your hands, as they say, blah, blah, blah. If you feel symptoms, stay home, blah, 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 blah. You know, that type of thing. Before I sign off, I'd better give a shout-out to... Minnesota Wild Global as well. Can't thank them enough for creating such an awesome website there, or Facebook page, I should say. Scott Cavendish got that one going. Scott Cavendish MN, or should I say Minnesota Wild Global. What an awesome uh, Facebook page. Yeah, so many shout-outs and conversations with people, then I forget about Minnesota Wild Global. How could I do that? That's unbelievably bad. I, th- I don't think I even said anything last show, which I deeply apologize to Scott and others. Scott Cavendish, Chad Walski, Chance Costick, David Costick, many others out there, Kathy uh, so many great people on that page. Great hockey conversation, respectful of each other. We're all kind of in the same group here. Passionate hockey fans. I love the state of hockey, and we'd sure like to watch some, some hockey again. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when it comes to the Wild or whoever else. Vegas Golden Knights, St. Louis Blues. I want to see something, even though I'm enjoying seeing some historical games. It'd be cool to see some uh, live games again, too. With that said, again, Minnesota Wild Global, great, great, great Facebook page. Highly recommend you join that in-game threads and all the other great conversation that uh, uh, many, many members bring on that page. Great wild conversation and speculation and this and that. With that said, take care, stay healthy, and hope for the best.